about the Leafs who take on the Pittsburgh Penguins tonight in a battle of NHL giants. And Anthony, good afternoon, but that's indeed the case. This is a pretty significant game when you look at the standings right now, is it not? Absolutely. First of all, thanks for having me. Um, the second point to that is it's actually really interesting just to see how the Pittsburgh is going to match up with the Leafs because they have last change. Yeah, well, that's another factor. On the road, it does make a difference. You're right about that, Anthony. So let's talk about this particular matchup. Leafs have won 10 out of 12, but we continue to have the same discussion regarding this team's ability to maintain it. Is it sustainable? Because even through these 10 and 12 games, a lot of it has been crazy performances by Anderson, and they found a way to win. Is it sustainable to continue playing that way and continue to expect the kind of results we've seen of the Maple Leafs recently? Well, if Columbus is our is our barometer, then no. I mean, it's safe to say at this point, Frederick Anderson's been their MVP. Like, it's you can't debate it. He's been their best player throughout the course of the season. But you know, they played a, a tired Columbus team who traveled on the road. The Leafs were rested, and they still gave up 57 shots. Um, that it just it can't happen. Not not this far into a season. Um, but you know, to their credit, the Leafs can score. And that Columbus game was a good example of it. it. You know, Columbus would dominate, they would control play, and the Leafs could go down just like that. And um, that's part of what makes them so dangerous. When you pair a good goalie, a guy who's going on a, you know, he's on a bit of a run right now, and you pair it with scoring, and you get a few guys that get caught, in this case, Marner and Kadri, and this is what happens. So, Anthony, let me throw this at you because, uh, you know, we, we were discussing this earlier on the Sports on Hot Stove, and I talked about this on the shows last weekend. It's the same kind of thing when you have a great goaltender like Anderson, and he's a great goaltender. He's just been terrific this year. He's bung the best in the NHL. Doing that, it affords you the opportunity or choice to be able to play a certain style and be successful. Some people then suggest, well, when you get to the playoffs, it will be different, and the style in the playoffs is a little bit different. However, if Anderson was not in goal, the Leafs had to be more conscious defensively, they do still have the ability to play that way if they need be, and the best way for them to win is this more freewheeling style. They are what they are until they get another veteran defenseman and they get better defensively. Should this not be the style they employ? no matter what? It's kind of interesting because this is kind of what happened at the beginning of the season, right? Like they were, they started off really hot. They were scoring. They weren't quite getting the goal tending, but it was a bit more of the free flowing offense. And then they finally hit a wall and it caught up to them a little bit. Like there's naturally, there's just some bad habits that come into play when you kind of get away with murder a little bit, winning some games that you shouldn't. But We'll say now, compared to the beginning of the season, their line composition is probably a little bit better. Um, just moving up Marner with Kadri. Um, like those top two lines, it's basically a pick your poison right now. Whereas when, when Komarov was there, and no offense to him, he's a, a handy player, but that line was not dangerous. Like they were a non-factor at five-on-five offensively, but now with Marner, they kind of have that one-two punch, and it's like whatever line is hot makes them dangerous. And... You know, the playoffs, the game will naturally tighten up. It'll, you know, naturally get more defensive, naturally be harder to score. But uh, they could play to this, the, the style. But really, they've got to work on just controlling the play more in the offensive zone than they have been. 
Anthony Petrielli is with us from Maple Leafs Hot Stove. I'm Roger Lajoie, and we are with you here on Sportsnet today. Great to be with you folks on the Sportsnet Radio Network this afternoon. So the Leafs' Jake Gardner is in for tonight's game, apparently. Uh, the Leafs' defense has been a topic about this. And, of course, when we talk about tightening it up defensively, de- uh, tef- defense pardon me, is a team game, as we know, Anthony, and it's the forwards, and everybody has to buy in to a certain style. But there is still the belief in a lot of people's minds as we get closer to the NHL trade deadline that it's incumbent on the Leafs to at least try to address the defensive position and get something else to make them that much stronger to be able to take a run at it this year. Do you think, A, should they do that? And B, is it possible to do that at the trade deadline in the league where, let's face it, everybody's looking for defensemen, Anthony? Yeah, it's really tough. And it was interesting because I was reading up a little bit on Vancouver, who have a few defensemen that could be a pop could be possibly available and they seem very reluctant to trade Chris Tanev even though they've been a bad team for a few years so that kind of speaks to how hard it is sometimes to pry a good defenseman loose because Vancouver is going nowhere yet again and here they are holding on to this guy um so it you know whether a quality guy is available is one thing and the second thing is like the Leafs aren't like a third pairing guy away from cleaning up their defense and and being a strong unit. Like, if you take the end of the Columbus game uh, as an example, the least, the second last shift of the game, they put out Ron Hainsey and Nikita Zaitsev. And then to end the game, and with Columbus's goalie pulled, they had Morgan Riley and Roman Polak out there. And, you know, neither of those pairings are exactly anything to write home about defensively. So, uh, ideally, you would like, you know, a top four bit more of a shutdown guy that you can put out to end those games and otherwise it's just going to be nail-biting time for them is there a concern back to the goal then that freddie anderson and if they can't you know really improve the defensive position or change the style or where this team is what it is i.e they're going to get a lot of scoring chances a lot of goals create some excitement and try to win the game and anderson make a pile of saves as we saw in the game against columbus is there a concern then that Anderson plays too much? And given the fact, Anthony, that while they're still, I mean, at least they're only six points back of Tampa Bay now and a couple back of Boston, even though the Bruins have a few games in hand, there's still a chance for them to move up and perhaps get home ice for a first round of a playoff series. Should that, though, take precedence over making sure Anderson gets rest? But on the other hand, it seems the more Anderson plays, the more he likes it. Is in this day and age or any day and age in the NHL, can you play your starting goaltender too much? Yeah, it, it's weird because all season I've kind of said, like, they they need to rest this guy. Like, he's playing the most minutes in the league. He's faced the most shots. Like, he has a heavy workload. Like, he's not getting many games where you're you're sitting there like he had, a you know, 18 shots a game and it was a relatively quiet night in the office. Like, that not leaves hockey. That never happens. So, I mean, he's working a lot. But to his credit, like, he's he's going. He seems to handle it quite well. So, on the one hand, you're like, Maybe this is a guy who kind of thrives in this situation. On the other hand, you're like, logically, like, this is eventually going to catch up to him. Like, it just, there's no way that it can't. So they're kind of in that balancing act of it. But for me, like, they're, they're going to go as far as Anderson's going to take them at the end of the day in the playoffs. So I'd rather have a rested Anderson than home ice per se. But, um, the least seem to be, we're going to, we're going to ride Anderson as hard as we can. That indeed appears to be the case, and uh, so far it's been a recipe for success. We'll see it continues. Leafs and Penguins battle tonight, of course. 
big Saturday night matchup as the uh, Penguins have certainly been revitalized. And Anthony, let's talk about them for a second. You know, we talk about a team and no matter how people feel about how the Leafs should build and what they should do, Pittsburgh, Chicago have been the industry standards. They've won and Detroit back in the day, but let's stick with Pittsburgh and Chicago. They've won multiple cups. They have done it with core solid superstars in Crosby and Malkin and Kane and Taze. We know what the deal is. And the Penguins are now trying to win a third straight cup, which would be a phenomenal achievement in a salary cap era and the way the NHL is with its parity. So the Leafs try to do the same kind of thing. But you wonder in Pittsburgh at this time and age, they've been hot. They're moving. This is a tough game for the Leafs tonight, especially in Pittsburgh. But we just talked about Anderson playing too much. Is it too much to expect Pittsburgh or anybody else to have to play 12 series of playoffs to win three straight Stanley Cup in this day and age? And maybe why the Penguins shouldn't be considered a favorite is despite their recent great play, they just played too much hockey the last couple of years. Well, Pittsburgh's, in, like, I don't think you can compare them to any other dynasty because they have two superstar centers. Like, those are, like, for the longest time, they've been two of the top three, five, or ten best players in the league. Like, year in, year out, Malkin and Crosby are there, and they play center, which is probably the, you know, one of the biggest positions to control the game. I mean, obviously, if you're a hot goalie, but we don't see them sustain that year in, year out. Like, center, you're able to just impact the ice up and down so much of the game like we look at Chicago like they thrived on depth and they did have you know all-stars at every position but we saw their depth get picked away which is now in turn they've turned over their roster to young guys and they still have those key players but you know Taves and Kane nice players but they don't really hold up to Crosby Malkin like superstar levels um like even a team like Tampa Bay like they have the franchise defenseman and they have Stamkos and they have Kucherov but like they don't have another superstar center down the middle to carry a line and those and Pittsburgh can just rotate these young guys in and in and out around Crosby and Malkin. And now they have Kessel who's lighting the league on fire. And, um, you know, I would never bet on a team to just keep winning cups, but if there was a team to do it, like it has to be Pittsburgh. Like we just might never see this again, like two centers of this magnitude back to back throughout the prime of their careers or possibly their entire careers together. Yeah, there is no question. And there were a lot of, you know, I don't want to say squandered opportunities, but maybe that's the best way to put it. In fact, Pittsburgh maybe could have won more cups. These two have come kind of later in the game than a lot of people thought after they had the back-to-back series against Detroit. So you're right. Pittsburgh is uh, perhaps an exception to any rule in the NHL. They've had a phenomenal run thanks to that. Now, all year, Anthony, we've been talking about, well, you know, it really doesn't matter the regular season. It comes down to Boston-Toronto first-round playoff series. And while both Boston and Toronto and and throw in Tampa Bay, so the three of them definitely will have the one, two, three seeds. But what is it isn't as uh, definitive as it might have been is that series because the Boston Bruins, lo and behold, are three points back of Tampa Bay with three games in hand on a points per game percentage basis. They're actually first in the Atlantic division. Now, does it matter? You think at some point the probably least would probably have to play both Boston and Tampa Bay barring an upset. But if the first round matchup becomes Tampa Bay instead of Boston, does that change the landscape or how we should feel about the Leafs chances? Yeah, like, um, I actually think Tampa Bay would be the harder matchup. Um, and not to take anything away against Boston, who they've been excellent this year, but, uh, I'm, I'm starting to wonder a little bit if they're peaking, like, right now. Like, how can it get 
much better than what they're doing right now. I know all of their underlying numbers are good. I'm not saying they're a bad team. It's not smoke and mirrors. Like, they're a legit contending team. But, I mean, they're on a crazy run right now. Like, eventually, eventually it bottoms out. Like, everything always evens out at the end of it. And, um, you know, I kind of just wonder if you get them in the playoffs, if they've slowly, um, you know, regressed a little bit, like, I think Tuka Rask has like one regulation loss in the last like two and a half months. Like the, like the numbers on their team are, are just unbelievable. They have a bunch of young players filling productive second, third, fourth line roles. Um, whereas Tampa is a bit more of a veteran, uh, laden team, um, up and down their lineup. They've spent a lot of time adding veterans, but we'll also have to see what they do with the deadline, right? Like apparently both teams are in on like, Ryan McDonough, for example. So whoever, you know, one of them were to get that type of player, it's a complete game changer altogether. No doubt how the team shake down after the trade deadline will change our perception, but it'll be fun tonight. It's the Leafs and the Pittsburgh Penguins hockey night in Canada, seven o'clock, and uh, it should be an intriguing one to say the least. Sid and Malkin together for all these years have given the Penguins three cup, the Leafs trying to hope that one day they'll say the same thing about Matthews, Marner and perhaps Nylander. Anthony Petrelli joining us from the Maple Leafs Hot Stove preview tonight's game. Anthony, great to have you on the show. Thank you. Thanks for having me.